system to the Harlan Highway. To the Harlan Highway. to the Harlan Highway. Hey, this is Harlan Williams on the Harlan Highway, and I've been getting some great messages on my answering machine. And you, too, can leave me a great message. Here's one I just love, and I turned this one into a game. Um, it's, it's a little game I called, Let's See If You Can Find the Swear Words. Um... And just to help you along, I mean, just to make it easier for you, because sometimes it's not easy to pick out the swear words, we're going to put a funny little sound in there, just so you're sure you know exactly where the swear words came in. So here we go, everybody. A great message and a little game called Let's Find the Swear Words. Hey, Harlan, this is Brandon Smith. I saw you at Comedy Works a while ago, and you know what? You're hilarious. Oops, I just cussed. Oh, well. But you know what? I don't care if anybody calls you retarded, man. You're funny, and you have a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Keep it up, man. How'd you do? Did you find the magic swear words? I bet you did, you little monkeys. Hey, Harlan, can you do a little skit about trying to log on and buy tickets for, like, the Denver Nuggets online because it took me, like, an hour, and they only give you a minute to um, to do a page, and then if you forgot your password, it's, it logs you out, and you got to start all over again. So I think that would be a funny little skit for you to do to talk about how hard it is to log on and buy tickets for places. Thanks a lot, Harlan. Keep up the good work. Okay, fair enough, man. I guess I could try a request. I mean, don't you hate it when you go online and you want to buy tickets to an event, to a movie, or a concert, or the UFC, or the Denver Nuggets? I mean, isn't it crazy that this page opens up and all of a sudden there's this little timer that says you have three minutes to complete your request. And if you don't complete it in three minutes, well, screw you, buddy. We're shutting you down and you're going to try it again. You're going to learn to go faster or you're not coming to our lousy event, okay? So let's try it again. Here we go. We want your credit card number. We want your name. We want your maiden name. We want your last name. We want your first name. We want your date of birth, blah, 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 blah. Oh, you're out of time. Try it again, loser. You know what? We don't even want you coming to this event. You know what? The next time you try to log on, we're putting this timer on. It's going to be a bomb. And your little computer's going to blow up and you're going to die if you don't get it done in time, loser. Okay, there you go. That was a little request from you to me and right back to you. Hi, Harlan. I just wanted to let you know how much I enjoy your radio show because you make me laugh every day on the dismal drive home. I really, really like your humor. I mean, I really, I don't know if I can express how much I, I mean, you're really something. You're really something. You're all that and an order of fries, too. I'm glad to find out you're single because I want to marry you or adopt you or both. You color my dreams, you little love monkey. Ooh, wow. Somebody out there likes Daddy. Hello. I'm a little love monkey. (laughs) Monkey, monkey, monkey. Reminds me of those uh, three monkeys. You ever see that little uh, illustration or a little carving of the three monkeys, right? One of them has their hand over their mouth. One of them's got the hand over the eyes. One's got it over the ears, right? Um... 
what is it? Speak no evil, see no evil, hear no evil. And it's monkeys. Okay, I don't know the last time I was ever robbed at gunpoint by a monkey. I don't know the last time a monkey flipped me off on the highway. I don't know the last time a monkey shouted profanities at me. I don't know the last time a monkey gave me the stink eye. So what the hell are monkeys doing representing the hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil, huh? Shouldn't we have people that deserve it more? Put humans on that little carving. You know, put historical figures or people we don't like. Bill Clinton, Hitler, and Richard Simmons. I don't know. I just randomly picked three, (coughs) you know, I guess see no evil because who wants to look at Richard Simmons and uh, speak no evil, right? Bill Clinton, I did not have sexual relations with that woman, but I am interested in a monkey with its hands over its eyes. And then what was the last one? Speak no evil or hear no evil, Hitler. And that one just speaks for itself. Where do you go with Hitler? I mean, that maybe that's just him. It should be all three. They should say they should combine that statue of the Indian goddess that has six arms, right? Okay, and I think she has an elephant head. So we take the elephant head off of that figure. We put a monkey head on there. No, we put Hitler's head on there. And then we have the six arms doing all three see no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil at once. So there it is, Hitler, like an octopus, and he's got hands over his ears, his eyes, and his mouth. (laughs) How will we even know it's Hitler? It'll just be a a blob of clay covered by hands. Be like hand monster. Speak no evil. Words, man. Words can be evil. How about these two words, fine print? You familiar with those words, huh? Have you ever signed a contract where there's been some fine print? Have you ever signed a contract or a document where there hasn't been fine print? And who came up with fine print? Isn't the very nature of it just deceiving? Like, let's say you get a four-page contract for a job or a health insurance policy or you're buying a new car or your mortgage. And there it is, clauses 1 through 12, perfectly big, legible. Even a person with bad eyesight can read through them legibly, coherently. And then you get down to the final point, point 15, and that appears to be the end of the contract. But wait, look at this, a half page of... Fine print. For some reason, they decided that they had to make this part of the contract really small, like like as if you had a mouse that did all your business affairs. Well, I got through the big part of the contract. Bring the mouse in to read the tiny little letters. Bring the mouse in for the mouse writing and, and all and whatnot. Could you read through that fine print for me, mouse? Because I don't think any human eye could even pick that up. I don't even know if that... Hubble Telescope could read that fine print, but come on in, Mouse. What's that say? 
Oh, is that good? Excellent. I'll sign. Okay. What the hell is fine print? Doesn't that just suggest that something shady's going on? It's like, well, we've got this beautiful contract, but there's this one part of the contract that, you know, we don't really want, you know, people to really pay attention to and see. So we'll just put it in there and fine print, you know. I mean, come on. It's probably the part of the contract where you get hosed or things ain't what they seem to be. Right? So they put it in fine print. And what's so fine about it? It ain't so fine. It ain't so fine when you're going to cash in your life insurance policy or your your property insurance or your car insurance and... Well, it looks like I got in a head-on collision. My car's completely totaled, so uh, I guess uh, you'll be getting me a new car then? Oh, no, no. You obviously didn't read the fine print where it says, we want nothing to do with you, and um, we will take possession of your house. What? Yes, it's in the fine print. Isn't it fine? Isn't it fine the way the print worked out for us and not you? Isn't it just fine, Jim Dandy, GD Incredible? I don't know how fine I feel about it. Why don't they call it the up yours print? What's the fine print? How about the screw you print? You've been hosed print. Look, if it's part of the legitimate contract... Put it up in big writing with everything else so we can read it and see it and not have to bring in the mouse. Yeah, I know. Oh, Even on commercials, man. You look at commercials. There's a commercial about a credit card or some kind of wonder drug or some kind of airline ticket and then or even a car commercial. And then even on commercials, they superimpose this fine print at the bottom, like a disclaimer. But you ever notice it's like it, it, it's barely legible? They, they, they write it. I guess there's a font called a ghost font or something. Like Casper and the ghostly trio must have come up with this font. It, it, it's like translucent and opaque, and you can see right through it, and you can barely make it out. And the new Ford Prius, and then in fine print, will explode if you accelerate to over 35 miles an hour and your family will be killed, but we're not responsible. Right? Have you seen it? And who has time to read fine print during a television commercial? First of all, you're watching the commercial. It's a car, a shiny new car, a bag of chips, or a babe in a bikini. Like, are you really looking at the ghost lettering at the bottom of the screen that you can barely read and... On top of that, they put it up for about 3.2 seconds. Fine print. Fine print, my hairy ass cheeks. It's just been renamed. It's screw you print. Okay? There, I got it out. People ripping you off out there. Watch out, people. Read the fine print and keep on listening to this fine show with me, Harlan Williams, the Harland Highway. Shut up. 
Okay, okay, I admit it. This next segment that I'm about to do is going to alienate the entire police force from good old Harland. You know, they're not going to like me after this little segment, but you know what? It's comedy, and I got to do it. And here's what I'm talking about, men in blue. You've got that thing on the side of your car to serve and protect. You know that little logo you have? I figure... I and everyone listening are taxpayers. You're advertising. You're driving around advertising that you serve and protect, and you're supposed to be working for us, the people. And I've never really taken you up on the serve and protect thing. So here's what I'd kind of like you to do. I'm going to throw a barbecue as it starts to warm up here in the next few weeks. I'm going to buy a whole bunch of goodies, hot dogs and hamburgers and all that yummy stuff. Since you're so big on the serving thing, I'm going to sit poolside and a couple of you men in blue are going to come over and grill it up for me and serve it to me. Yeah, a nice weenie and a nice burgie. Okay, a cheeseburgy and a cheese weenie. And then one of the other cops can go and serve me up a nice margarita. And another one can serve me up a nice chocolate shake. And just so, uh, you know, I don't have any trouble when I start cranking the tunes really, really loud. And the neighbors try to send the police... I want some of you other police to protect. Stand right out in front of my joint and stop the police from coming in and turning down my music. Yeah, I like that. To serve and protect. No, you guys should change it. To serve and protect and pool clean and house clean and massage. Because I would love all those things. But we'll do the massage part from the female officers. Okay? Do we have a deal? No? Okay, you know I'm just joking, right, guys? Right? Uh, I, I got the little logo on my car. It says, I love the police. I was just joking. Don't give me a ticket. That's my motto. Uh, don't give me a ticket. I love the police. I was just joking about that bit I did on the Heartland Highway. That's the sticker on the side of my car. Right, guys? Right? We're still buddies? Okay, can I get you a cheese weenie? A burgie? A cheeseburgie? Whatever you want. I'm here for you, serving your needs on the Harland Highway. Yeah, I know, I'm pushing it. I'm really pushing it with the uh, the men in blue. Um, although, what about states where... Have you ever been to the states where the cops wear brown? There's some of the states, the cops have brown outfits. The men in brown... I don't know, man. What, did you get mixed up with a UPS driver and the cop? Pull over. Pull over. Your package must be delivered before 5 o'clock. Pull over. Uh, sorry, officer. Was I speeding? No, but I could I see your way bill, please? Excuse me? We'd like to track your package, ma'am. Um, are you a cop? No, I work for UPS. Yeah, it could get confusing, right? And brown is not really a flattering color. Brown is kind of, for a uniform? That should be like a plumber's uniform. Well, I'm off to work, honey. Is my crap brown uniform ready? 
I'm off to unplug some drains. Excuse me. See, I could cut this out. I could edit out my big sneeze, but I'm keeping it real, man. (laughs) That was a big sneeze, wasn't it? It's like, you know, sometimes you inhale a little kernel of pepper or you inhale like a little dust. I think I must have just inhaled like a, a gerbil or a hamster or something. Horton hears a who. But anyways, what color are the uh, cop uniforms where you live? Hmm, interesting. But blue and black seem to be the traditional colors. Because isn't blue and black the color you become when the cops beat you? (laughs) No, I'm not going there. You know what, I'm one of these guys. I'm not going to pick on the... And I don't even like the word term cop. It seems derogatory. I'm going to say police. I'm actually one of those guys that has respect for the police, man. Like, think about your job. You're an accountant. You're a waiter. You're a, you're a whatever you are. Think of all the dorks and dicks and annoying people you have to deal with every day that test your temper and your patience, right? And you just want to lean back and wail on them and tell them to shut up and slap them. And that's just people, like, complaining about their food if you're a waiter or that's, uh, you know, people being obnoxious on the phone if you're a telemarketer, whatever you do. You're always going to get rubbed the wrong way by people. So imagine if you're a cop and you're getting rubbed the wrong way, but your life is at stake. The guy rubbing you the wrong way is wielding a shillelagh or uh, has a semi-automatic. And he's the guy giving you attitude. Okay? Or someone's lipping off to you. Day in and day out, people lip off to you and, you know, cause crap. And you're used to the criminal element. You're used to surprises. And you're used to people being unpredictable and cranked up on drugs and an emotional frenzy. And, you know, let's face it, people can go off and be weird. So when you're a cop... You build a career on waiting for these landmines to go off, these human landmines. And so let me ask you this. When you see a cop wailing on someone, you know, when they pull a guy out of a car after he's been leading him on a high-speed chase for four hours, do you really think maybe that they deserve to take a crack at the guy? You know, everyone's so worried about police brutality and the rights of the guy. What about the rights of society? This dillweed just drove 300 miles an hour through your community and could have run over your child. So many lives this dillweed put in in jeopardy. I think it should be mandatory for the cops to wail on these dillweeds. (laughs) How do you like the word dillweed? (laughs) Isn't that a spice or an herb or something? Dillweed? But no, I'm serious, man. You know, a lot of these guys, there's no deterrent to to being a criminal. What about if the deterrent is that if the cops grab you, they beat your sorry ass? And you bloody deserve it, man. If you're not doing anything bad, you're fine. When you're clearly sneaking out the back window of a bank with a pillow slip full of money over your shoulder, or you're running down the street firing a firearm into the air, or you punch someone in the face right in front of the cops, and you're, you know, you've been seen. 
engaging in criminal activity? Yeah, pop them in the head, man. I'm more concerned about the rights of all the people who might get hurt versus the rights of a low life. Everyone's so sensitive in this country, man. I remember seeing uh, one of these cop specials on TV once, right? You know, it's like we got cop bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? And the cops are like, they're borderline uh, Dr. Phil's on these shows, man. They come up on low-life crack dealers and prostitutes and car thieves, and they're like, okay, how do you feel? Um, Can you tell us why you did this? And, you know, we'd like to ask you a few questions, but you're entitled not to answer us at all. It's totally your right to not say a word. And can we get you a hot water bottle and some freshly baked muffins from... The back of our car, yeah, we we actually have a toaster oven in the glove box now so we can soothe the criminals we pull over. Okay, so let me get back to the, the cop show. There was one where they're showing uh, cop shows from all over the world, okay? <laughs> and the Russians, I think the Russians are badasses, you know? So they showed a clip from a cop show in Russia, man, right? And they had hidden cameras. They'd done a stakeout. So these guys were definitely criminal element. They were showing the guys making gun trades, drug deals. They had hidden cameras in the apartment or the hotel room or wherever they were, okay? There was probably about six or seven bad guys, okay? So we see the cops bust in, the Russian cops. There's probably like nine of them, 12 of them. They come in and just start wailing. Okay, they're punching guys in the face. They're kicking guys under the table. Even when they're down and the guys have their hands up in a no, don't hit me position. They're just wailing on them. Blood coming out of their faces. Do I feel sorry for them? No. I'm sorry. These low lives are dealing in illegal activity. There's rules in society. And you're going to go, I know, but the cops have rules too. Yeah, but we wouldn't need cops if everyone else stuck by the rules. But we need cops because these lowlifes don't do it, so let's teach them a lesson. Once they're in jail, it's kind of cushy, isn't it? Maybe you'll think twice about shoplifting or breaking into a barn or ripping off a car. If you know three cops with big muscles and billy clubs are going to wail on your fat ass. Honestly, man. The rights of the criminals. Are you kidding me? Now, don't get me wrong, okay? Let's let's look at the Rodney King case. That was reverse of what I'm talking about, okay? A, I'm going to give it to the cops that they were irritated. They had to chase the guy. They were pissed. They're in a high state of adrenaline and alert. And, you know, they dealt with this guy before. Rodney King was no stranger to them. He was definitely had some criminal activity in his past, okay? They were amped up. Okay, drop the guy to the ground, and that's it. Now, to keep wailing on a guy to the point where you're going to kill him, and there's like 12 guys against one, and you're tasering him, and you just keep going and going and going, and the guy was like, you know, pulled over for a traffic ticket or whatever. That I don't like to see. 
and I know I sound contradictory to what I was just saying, but let me make myself perfectly clear. When there is clarity, when there is there is proof right there, you catch the criminal in the act, or or there's there's um there's cameras, there's there's a surveillance of the crime, and you're right on top of it. Just wail on these people, okay? There you go. I've said it. Yeah, I'm a psycho. Does that make me a psycho, or does it just make me a guy that's tired of our system and seeing so many victims victimized again when these criminals are handled with kid gloves? And I'm not even going to get into the people that are repeat offenders and just keep getting out and keep escalating their violence. And that's probably the courts calling me right now. Hold on. Okay, I'm back. I had to take a phone call. That was uh, that was City Hall telling me to shut up, keep my opinion to myself, or they're sending a squad car over to beat me. No, I guess I've said what I've had to say about that topic. It, it's a little, I realize, you know, reflecting on it, it's a little contradictory. I'm saying beat the crap out of criminals but then i talk about rodney king and i'm like don't beat the crap out of them and so i don't know maybe it's all just uh, i I, i'm a little confused by it maybe i shouldn't have said anything but i did i'll let you decide okay but something should be done man oh i beat myself up just talking about this stuff I should probably beat myself right into a coma so I shut up. But this is the first topic well, I, where I've kind of been mixed. Well, clearly, I'm. look at me. I'm just rambling on about it because I, I feel a little bit perplexed here that I, I went all the way with beat the criminals and the Russians, and I loved it. But then when I remembered Rodney King, I didn't love that. I was very upset about that. So <laughs> I'm... For the first time, I'm kind of like in my own tug of war here. Can you tell by my voice and by the things I'm saying? But uh, I don't know. Someone come here and beat me into a coma and I'll shut up about it. Maybe I'll recollect my thoughts and try and get back to you. But I'd like to hear your thoughts. 323-215-1486. What do you think we should do when we lay our hands on a criminal caught in the act? Let me know while you're dialing the phone. I'm going to go get in my coma. Wake up, wake up, wake up. You're on the Harland Highway. And here's a creepy story, man. Uh, Apparently yesterday, some woman who had been in a coma for like eight years woke up for three days, started talking to everybody, said she felt fine, and then went right back into the coma after three days. (laughs) I mean, can you really blame her? I mean, you wake up, Britney Spears has shaved her head, Rosie O'Donnell's back on primetime television, the show Lost is completely lost, Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy are still on, Pamela Lee has been married and divorced, Ten times and had her boobs done ten times. Global warming is killing us. The Harland Highway. Ah! 
I'd go back to sleep too, man. Oh, sleep in, baby. Hopefully you'll hear the Harland Highway in your dreams. <laughs>